Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host. It certainly has been back to school days I think most students, whether they're young children or college students, are by now well into the new school year. Hopefully, especially your teenage and young adult students, children who have gone off to college, if they're going off to a secular college, or even actually certain Catholic colleges, hopefully they still have their faith with them. Because sometimes it can be sucked out of them very quickly. Only takes one quarter or one semester oftentimes on the college level. I'm sure many of you parents know what I'm talking about. So hopefully, prayerfully, your children are still intact in terms of their faith. I know your parents are very concerned about that. You're doing what you can. You're praying for them as we are here. But since it is back to school, we're going to go back to school here at Light of the East to review some things, or maybe you'll hear something new, especially if you've only tuned in recently. A program presents the riches, the gifts of the Catholic Church, East and West. In other words, the Church breathes with both lungs, East and West. But primarily, of course, we present the gifts of the Eastern Catholic Churches. And many times I'm asked the question, and we like answers in like one package or one book you could go to. I understand that. But oftentimes it's not possible. It certainly is with this question. The question is, uh, Father, what, what is the difference between the Byzantine Church and the Roman Catholic Church, or an Eastern Church and the Roman Catholic Church? Actually, more correctly, it should be the Byzantine Rite or Eastern Rite and the Latin Rite of the Catholic Church, or Western Rites and Eastern Rites. And whenever I'm asked that, the question is such that <laughs> they want a kind of a one-stop shop answer, which is understandable, totally understandable. I like that too. Where's the one place we can go to find out something? And it's not possible with that question. So we have to look at it from a number of ways. There's a variety of sources. There's so many sources, actually, you can go to and we must go to to answer that question. But maybe the one way to answer it, I like to get things simple, like them get them down to some basic principles. And maybe the way I can answer it simply is this, that it's something like, well, the skeleton. Think of a skeleton and a body. The skeleton is very similar or almost the same, especially when it comes to worship, the basic bare bones of things. But it's the meat on the bones. 
and also the clothes on the meat of the bones, in other words, on the body, that are different. That does not make the bones radically different. In other words, it's still the same basic bare bones, basically, but the meat on the bones and the clothing on the meat on the body is what will be different. Think of it as man and woman. Man and woman are both human. They both have a skeletal structure, a little bit different in both, and they have meat on those skeletal structures, but the meat, in other words, the fleshy part of us is a little bit different, but still of the same substance, still human. And that's pretty much, really very much how the church is in terms of the different rites or the difference between the East and West. Don't think of it as something so radically different or that the Eastern Catholic churches are really not Catholic per se, or maybe sort of Catholic or not the real Catholic or whatever. In other words, don't feel kind of uneasy or suspicious any more than a man would feel suspicious that a woman may not really fully be human or have the same similar characteristics as himself, you know, flesh, bones, DNA, organs, and so on. So think of it that way. There might be a very simple way to think of the differences between East and West. So that's not so radically different. I know sometimes it seems radically different, but it's really not radically different. It's different in a really beautiful way. For instance, the beauty between man and woman, that complementarity is a beautiful thing. Yeah, sometimes things go wrong with that, but basically the complementary itself, man and woman, the way God designed us as man and woman, male and female, and what that's all about is very, very beautiful. It's a reflection of, in fact, a participation in God, in the Trinity, in the way that God loved us. So similar in the church. So what would the answer be as we partly start to kind of parse it out and partly unfold it. You can't unfold it totally, at least not in one program here, but to partly unfold that, the answer to that question of what is the difference between East and West or the Eastern Rites and the Western Rites is, first of all, as I mentioned, think of it as the skeletal structure of, of a creature like a human being. Bones, similar, but different meat of the bones, different styles of dress and so on, but still very similar. Now, another way is, and I'm going to try to do this in a visual way. I know radio is like the theater of the mind, so I'm going to try to do some theater of the mind with you. I want you to picture your two hands. Raise your two hands in front of you. Put them side by side, your two hands, with your hands open. In other words, you're, as if your palms were facing outward. You're going to push something and put your hands together. In other words, you would be touching your thumbs. Don't, don't put your fingers in between each other. Just... Put your hands side by side as if your thumb's touching and your palms facing outward. Okay, those two hands represent the two what we call lungs of the church. Your left hand would represent the eastern churches and your right hand would represent the western churches. Notice they're together, but they're, they're two hands, yet they're united as one. Again, something like a marriage. Male and female, man and woman, always distinctly themselves, always as individuals, yet they become one in marriage. It's, it's sort of a both-and thing, like our God, who is Trinity, three persons, yet one God. Okay, let's go back to the hands. Now, the hands were like this in a kind of a, a marriage, a complementarity, a union, for a thousand years. And then in 1054 AD, a thousand years into this union, or if you want to call it even a marriage, there was, unfortunately, a break, a divorce, a schism. So separate your hands now, just about one finger length apart. Okay, separate them. They're still facing out. You know, you, you got your hands open, palms facing forward. And now we have this divorce. So we have your left hand now becoming the Eastern Catholic churches and your right hand becoming now the Roman Catholic church. 
The hand that represents the Eastern churches, we're going to call the Eastern Orthodox churches. The hand that represents the Roman Catholic Church, we're going to call that the Roman Catholic Church with the center in Rome. The East had five centers, Jerusalem, Antioch, Constantinople, and Alexandria. Now what we're going to do is think of the timeline from 1054 AD. We're going to go 500 years ahead, five and 600 years into the future. So we're into the 15th, 16th centuries. I want you to take the thumb of your left hand, that represents the east, just your thumb, and I want you to extend it again towards your right hand. Touch your right hand. Your right hand represents the Roman Catholic Church. All right. That now becomes a symbol of the Eastern Catholic Churches. In other words, parts of the east represented by your thumb, notice not your other fingers, just your one finger, the thumb, is reconnected, reunited with Rome. So now we have from your thumb to your right hand, which represents the Roman Catholic Church, you have now the Catholic Church as it is today. The Roman Catholic Church, headed by the Pope of Rome, includes Eastern Rites, which are, if you want to use the term, under the Pope as well. So we have about 21 different ways to be Catholic. Most of them are in the Eastern Rite. In other words, most of them would be along your thumb, which represents the pieces of the, or parts of the Eastern Orthodox churches that reunited with Rome. Hopefully that's simple enough. So think of your two hands together, separate them, and then reunite part of your hand, which represents the East. Reunite it with your other hand, which represents Rome or the West. And that thumb, that connecting part, those are the Eastern churches. Okay, that's what we are here, Light of the East. One of those Eastern churches, one of those churches along your thumb there <laughs> that is reconnected with Rome the way it was in the beginning. Remember, East and West, the two lungs breathing together as one Catholic church is the norm. For over a thousand years, it has not been the norm. For the last 500 years, we've had a piece of the norm coming back. But most of the East has not returned, has not reunited with Rome, at least not yet. Of course, we're hoping and praying for that someday, the two become reunited again the way it was when it was a happy marriage, before the divorce came, because that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the mystical body of Christ, breathing with two lungs, like our bodies do, happily together, complementary, mutually supporting and loving and complementing each other. That's how it was meant to be. It's how it was. Now we have to get back to that. We got a piece of that now with the Eastern Catholic churches reuniting with Rome. That's why we're called Eastern Catholic, because we came from the Eastern Orthodox churches. And again, they became Orthodox only after and because of the split, the schism. So now those Eastern parts are reunited with Rome. So now they're called the Eastern Catholic churches. Now, maybe this was a little bit complicated, maybe in for radio, but hopefully I tried to make it simple, like with your hands. Two hands together, spin them apart, then reunite one finger, your thumb, with the part that represents the Roman Catholic Church. Now you've got the Eastern Catholic Churches from your thumb to your right hand. That's the Catholic Church today. Largely, it's the Latin Rite in most parts of the world, but not everywhere. There's parts of the world where the Eastern Catholic Churches are actually the more predominant church in some areas of the world. But in most parts of the world, yes, it's the Latin Rite Church, centered in Rome, of course, under the Pope. And that's why most people associate Catholic just with the Western rites or the Latin rite. It's hard for them to imagine that there is other ways of being Catholic. I understand that. That's why we're here to the rescue here at Light of the East. We're here to help, to help you understand the bigger understanding, the larger, more inclusive, comprehensive concept of the Catholic Church that breathes with both lungs, East and West. 
When we return, we'll talk more about the differences between the Eastern Rites and the Roman Catholic Church or the Latin Rite of the Church. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Every day, Father Loya posts a brief two-minute Facebook video on the Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish homepage. You'll be amazed at what you can learn just by watching. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. And then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. You are listening to the Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. Order online at ByzantineCatholic.com. All we ask is a donation of $20 or more, which includes shipping and handling to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you I'm Joe Murphy from Holy Family Radio, WHYF, AM 720, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and you're listening to Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host. We're going back to school today since all of our children have gone back to school, whether they're little or young adults at college. And we're reviewing something, or maybe you're learning something new about that question. What is the difference between the Eastern Rites, like for instance mine, the Byzantine Rite, and the Latin Rite, sometimes called the Roman Catholic Church? Among some of the differences, as I mentioned, is mostly styles of expression or emphasis. In other words, different ways of looking at the same thing. Something like a diamond. If you look at a diamond as many facets, you would not just look at one or two facets that would not make up the whole diamond. You would look at all the facets of the diamond, and that would make up the entire diamond. That's how the church is. And that's how the holy days, the sacraments, the beliefs of the church are, actually. There's different ways of emphasis, different perspectives on the same basic teaching. Just like there's one diamond, but many facets of that diamond. You could look at different facets of that diamond and still the same diamond. Each facet is just as valid as the other, but all the facets together make up the diamond. The diamond, of course, metaphor for the church. And so it is in the Eastern Catholic churches. For example, in the Western church, there is a very strong emphasis on defining things defining things very clearly with a great genius for rational thinking, rational explanation. That's why someone like St. Thomas Aquinas is such a huge, incredible, precious, valuable figure in the whole church, but especially in the Latin Rite Church, because he explained everything. 
explain things very, very well with a great deal of depth and reason and faith. But he was also a mystic. The, the knowledge he had could not have been acquired purely by human means. He had an infused knowledge and an ability to be as prolific as he was. Remember, they didn't have computers back then. I don't know how in the world they wrote down everything that he said and taught. It's just voluminous. He must have been talking and teaching in his sleep. They must have had scribes 24 hours a day. It's just amazing what this figure, Thomas Aquinas, contributed to the whole church, especially the Latin rite of the church. Now, as a complement to that, the Eastern churches, we explain things, but we allow a lot to be that is unexplained, which doesn't mean it doesn't exist, or we believe in it any less. For example, we will speak of God, we will describe God in our prayer, especially in negations. In other words, we'll say more of what he is not than what he is. If you ever heard prayers in Eastern liturgy and Eastern services, we always refer to God and we just keep groping for yet another negation. In other words, what he is not. For example, words like he is incomprehensible, he is ineffable, he is immeasurable, he is indescribable. Now, again, these things are affirmations by negations. They're saying that we do know things about God. We can comprehend things about God, but he lies beyond that. And so there's a strong emphasis in the Eastern churches, not so much of explaining everything. That's part of the great value, gift, and genius of the West. It's not that the East doesn't have that, but their emphasis, remember, it's always a difference of emphasis. The emphasis is going to be on how we explain it. We explain in the Eastern churches by mystery, leaving a lot to mystery, to negations. In other words, that you, you can't come up with a word that is adequate to totally explain God. Oh, we can come close. I mean, Aquinas certainly did a great job of that. He was able to explain so many mysteries so clearly and that is the great gift of the church. And quite frankly, to get a little bit personal here, your host, Father Tom Loya, I am very, very privileged. I'm very happy that I, coming from the Eastern Catholic and Eastern spirituality perspective, am in union with the Pope of Rome. Because the Church of Rome, their gift is the ability to explain teachings and things that the world needs to have explained very, very clearly. They have a great genius for that. And that's helpful for me as an Eastern Catholic, because we do explain things. We do, yes. But we leave a lot of things unexplained, not because we don't know them. We don't know them in terms of their fullness, because they're a mystery that's beyond us. Some of you may realize that if you're married, for example. If you're married, even for many, many years, I'm sure you find that you're still discovering things about your spouse. It's like it's a constant mystery, your spouse. And, and you are a mystery to your spouse because that's how human beings are. We're persons, and persons have no full and concrete limit to them. We're always in the process of our own becoming. We're always beyond the sum of our parts. We're always beyond all the descriptions. You know, we like to say, yeah, I, got, I got him all sized up. I got him or her figured out. I know that person. Well, not really. We do, but never fully because a human being remains at the same time in mystery. Well, so much more is God. So we always affirm that God and things of the teachings of God and so on always have a dimension that lie oftentimes beyond our ability to fully understand 
are to articulate. And again, it doesn't mean they're any less. In fact, it's an affirmation of their greatness. What is a mystery is so sound, so great, that we dare not presume to fit it into our finite terms, our little brains, at least not entirely. So the West is able to reveal and portray the geniusness of God in God's teaching, God's order, by incredible explanation, very clear, very rational. The East explains it by not explaining it all. (laughs) So, And it's two ways of, again, two facets of that same diamond. And what is that diamond? The mystery of God and everything having to do with God, what the church teaches and says, which is really God's teaching. The church just kind of articulates it, points to it, and calls us to live by it because we'll be happy. Other things that are a little different is in ecclesiology. In the Western church, ecclesiology is, think of it as another image here for the theater of the mind. Think of it as a pyramid with the Pope at the top and everything and everybody underneath him, kind of expanding out like a pyramid to a broad base. Everybody and everything, that means every church, religious order, person, deacon, priest, bishop, has their validity, their Catholic validity, by being so-called attached to the Pope. Now, in the Eastern churches, that's true for the Eastern Catholic churches, but the emphasis is more on what we call a local church ecclesiology. In other words, in the East, you have various churches that can and should be in communion with each other. But if they're not, each church remains a valid church in its own, if it has its own patriarch, bishops, clergy, and laity, all in union together. The churches may not be in union with another church, unfortunately, that happens, but in and of themselves, they are a complete church by virtue of their local bishop, local priest, and laity. Now, these local churches, when it comes to the Eastern Catholic churches, are in fact in union with the Pope of Rome, but they oftentimes have their own, I'll use a term, it's not real adequate, but I'll use it anyway, the term mini-popes. In other words, we call them patriarchs or major archbishops where that's basically the leader of that church, but not disconnected with the Pope of Rome. And when the Pope of Rome is functioning in the way that is the the true ecclesiology, he doesn't do a lot of what we might call micromanaging or interfering with the local churches of the East. He is still the patriarch, as it were, the one who has preeminence over all the churches East and West, He is, in a sense, the tiebreaker. He's the one that the Eastern churches appeal to. He's the one that ultimately has to give his imprimatur, you know, his seal, his okay to things like the appointment of bishops. But the Eastern churches don't sort of, again, to put it simply, sit around and wait for the next order from the Pope. The Pope kind of lets them govern themselves. There's a word for this. It's called sui juris. In other words, a, a jurisdiction within itself, having its own juridical dimension, sort of self-governing in a sense, but not, again, not disconnected with the Pope, not completely without the Pope. In the end, he's the guy. He has to give the thumbs up or the thumbs down, again, to put things simply. But in the Eastern ecclesiology, the definition of valid church is a church within its own right, its own people, own bishop, own clergy, and oftentimes its own patriarch or major archbishop. We see this especially in the Orthodox churches, but we have that kind of ecclesiology in the Eastern Catholic churches as well. The only difference is we are united with the Pope of Rome, and in the end, it is his word that approves or disapproves of things. But he doesn't micromanage. He doesn't govern us 
in the same way he would the Latin rite. One more example, and we can go on and on with this, but I want to give you just some very, very basic ones, the ones that oftentimes are asked. Do we have the same kind of mass or liturgy, same kind of Eucharistic service as the Latin rite? Well, again, this is a great example of the analogy we made earlier about having the same skeleton but different meat on the bones. The same basic structure in the Mass in the Latin Rite, we're talking about the basic structure, very, very basic structure, is basically the same in the Eastern churches. It's just how we do that. In other words, the meat on that skeleton, how it is done and lived out is where the differences are. And sometimes those differences seem to be so different, but they're not really when you look at them. It's just a matter of how we express the one very same basic belief in theology under the one same Pope. Lots more to this, a lot more classes coming up in the future. Thanks for listening today. I hope you've learned something or it's just a good review for you. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit ByzantineCatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. to Catholic Radio, I think, benefit most, at least initially, from what I call remedial catechesis. What Catholic Radio does is it uh, becomes an echo chamber for the teaching authority of the Catholic Church. And what we're doing is teaching many things which uh, have been neglected over the last 40, 50 years. If you listen to Catholic Radio, you know what the Catholic Church teaches. Al Cresta thinks Catholic Radio is important. So should you. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh!